0: Listen up, all Marketing School fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you, which is why I want to remind you our all Access Pass and all Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-based masterclasses and workshops, tactics, and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who we'll aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork, We're often you try and test the tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paid courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels and sprints so, you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready to use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you in your membership? Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click/library. That's amschool.click/library. On with our episode.
1: Welcome to
0: Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. My name is Fab and I'm your teacher. And this week we are talking about one of my favorite topics. Because if you don't know this about me, influencer marketing has been one of the most, I think, thought about topics when it comes to my journey and the ones that I explored most heavily, especially when Creative Impact, my other company, was called Health Bloggers Community. So to me, really talking about influencers and influence is really important, so much so that my first book was called Make an Impact, and it talked about the habits of influential people. So as you can tell, I love talking about influence. And I was so happy to be joined by Gordon to actually discuss about this. And Gordon is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to influencer marketing, the business, and where it's going. And I was really excited to be able to look with him at where things are going to be shaping up with all the changes that have happened around influencer marketing in the past year, if not more. If you don't know Gordon, Gordon is the Global Head of Influencer Marketing at the Branded Content Marketing Association and the founder of the Influenced Division. He's also the Podcast Host of Influence, a global podcast on influencer marketing, and he published Influencer Marketing Strategy, and this is exactly what we're going to talk about as well. We're going to talk about his book and get a better understanding of how influencer marketing strategy can be tailored to your own brand and what's going on around you. I really hope that you're going to enjoy this episode. As always, let us know what you think at Alt Marketing School on Instagram, or you can go to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about what we're up to and even get our weekly emails. I hope you're going to enjoy this episode and obviously we'll see you again on Monday with Marketing Some Bites. Let the class begin. We are rolling. Hello, Gordon again.
1: Hello, Fab. Nice to see you.
0: Lovely to see you too. And I love that I can see a shot of not one, not two, but three copy of the Influencer Marketing Strategy book just behind <laughs> you. I love that.
1: <laughs> well, I thought, as you know, I, I ought to be trying to promote it and market it myself. Uh, even though I've got a book publisher behind it, I thought, well, at least, you know. Product it's, placement. you placement, yeah.
0: <laughs> it is literally like so fitting what we're going to talk about today, like product placement that I think wouldn't work any better than that. I'm really excited to dived into the topic because influencer marketing is something that I definitely explored a lot when I first started Creative Impact being called the health bloggers community mm. and overall something that is still a big part of marketing anyway and I thought what better person talk about it than yourself so I wanted to actually ask you Why did you feel compelled to write a book about influencer marketing strategy, especially? And is it also a a case of talking about the state of the industry or what was the talk about? Hmm.
1: So it's a great question. And uh, let me me sort of roll back somewhat. So I used to run a trade association for 11 years in the promotional merchandise industry and uh, decided to run my own business in 2018. Um, which was a, effectively a membership consultancy. And I met up with an old friend of mine who ran the branded content marketing association, Andrew Cantor, and we met in our hotel in London. And I was just chatting to him about maybe some opportunities. And I said to him, you know, there's been a lot of uh, media hype around influence marketing, and there's, you know, not all positive, I might add. Um, and I just said to Andrew, is there any, there's no organisation that really represents the influencer marketing space, is there? So uh, anyway, we realised that there really wasn't any anything that was significant. So cut a long story short, we decided to create a, uh, not a new association, but a, a body for influencer marketing within the Branded Content Marketing Association. And uh, so I was excited about uh, developing that. And at one event I went to, I happened to see a, a publisher, which is Hogan Page, and they specialize in business books, and stuff like that. And I was telling them about what I was doing more generally. And I said, do you have any book books around influencer marketing? And, and, I, and they said, no, that they didn't. It was broadly covered by little bits in, in the marketing section but not anything very specific So i thought to myself bearing in mind i was relatively new into the sector i thought what well, what i need is a book for me i need a book that actually is almost a compendium of advice tips knowledge case studies influencer agencies so that's what i embarked on <laughs> obviously I, I was lucky in getting um <laughs> a publishing contract from them but um uh, and i was surprised how easy that was but i think i must i must have just hit them at, a, at the right time really so it took me 18 months to write it it's uh, over 300 pages 86 and a half thousand words uh, there was times during the pandemic that i thought to myself what on earth have i done <laughs> but you'll know as an author yourself um, writing a big authoritative book you you know it's not just your own perspective but it's actually getting other people's uh, experiences and case studies. And I think that is what I like to think has enriched the book. But it's also about providing what influencer marketing done well, because, you know, there's lots of stats flying around about the effectiveness of influencer marketing. And I genuinely believe it is a phenomenally uh, awesome media. But there's a lot of people that get it wrong and don't do it properly. And make mistakes and so i thought what better way to do that would be to create a book um, to help uh, educate brands agencies and influencers so there you are and it was launched on the 3rd of march and um, to um never done a book launch before in my life and um, we had 104 people online sixteen thousand views on my uh, linkedin post for me it was pretty good but then as I was saying to somebody uh, a while ago you know if I was talking about influencer marketing and I and I didn't get many people turn up or or look at my uh, uh, my post I wouldn't be very influential and I? so uh, uh, so they were that's that's how it sort of came about
0: thank you so much for that and again massive congrats to say I I am in the midst uh, as time of recording of getting the last touches for the second book coming out very soon potentially by the by the way by the time you're listening to this. So I do understand like there's a lot of work that you put in the writing, there's a lot of work that you put in the pushing it. And also there's a lot of uncertainty for books, especially like yours about how can we keep them relevant and how are they going to change as the landscape changes and i love the fact that you mentioned the case stars and the stories from people because that make it valuable in the way that they make it unique and different because that's really a lot of where you can see yourself or you can understand maybe like the journey of other people because one thing that obviously we both know and people that are in marketing will definitely know is that influencer marketing more than ever is about two sets of people and usually you will have your customers and you will have yourself but right now there are three sets of people two of which are constantly interacting hopefully which are the brands and influencers and one of the biggest things and you rightfully mentioned like doing it right and where the people have misconceptions is because we need to encourage better conversations between the parties especially the two parties that are most active so with that is something that i know we're both passionate about and (laughs) I wanted to ask you, actually, this is kind of stepping back again a bit. And obviously you have been writing it for the last 18 months. That's interesting. So in a way it was almost like subsiding to what influencer marketing was and some of the changes that have happened because of obviously a global pandemic, mm. do you see any big changes or shifts that have happened and are have influenced how influencer marketing is going to go forward, or you see more as something that happened and now things are going back when it comes to influencer marketing to maybe what they were before? How does this shift actually through the pandemic?
1: Oh, I think it's been amazing, and one of the things that has fascinated me is how. Governments have used influencers. It, well, you, you wouldn't have thought that a, a major government campaign back in sort of spring of 2020 would be using influencers to yeah, encourage people to wash their hands. Because uh, what one shouldn't forget that uh, the, the best, one, one of the real advantages of influencer marketing is it allows organisations and brands to reach all sorts of audiences, young, old, and diverse, of course. Um, so I think that's really, it's really interesting to see how that has developed. And I think, you know, so many more of us have been online because we've been forced to be online. But, but nevertheless, uh, it, I think uh, lots of consumers have discovered great content on YouTube, on Instagram, and particularly on TikTok, which has been a runaway success, as many of you I'm sure will know. So we've had lots of people that maybe have been on furlough, that have experienced that are, you know experienced it for the first time. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot more content creators come out of the woodwork. So people that didn't think about becoming an influencer uh, suddenly have found themselves almost accidentally because of some of the content that they've been creating. So I think, you know, lots of brands that are now realising that some of their traditional advertising isn't working. You know, it's almost like there's so much content now online there's so much we actually we live in the sort of attention economy that's the sort of buzzword isn't it um and um you know we trust the opinions of friends and colleagues and content creators often more than we do traditional advertising but the stat just recently amongst gen z's where only one percent of them trust advertising and yet um, what we're seeing is phenomenal levels of engagement across some of these content creators particularly the ones that are strong in their niche and um, so I think I think that's definitely come across you know that those that it doesn't necessarily by the way have to have been through large audiences uh, they can be smaller but but niche so what else I think has developed a lot more is is online is, is online shopping and, and using influencers to, to link back with affiliate links I mean we've seen you know the likes of um, The major online retailers uh, like Pretty Little Thing and uh, and many others, Boohoo as well. The one I was (laughs) to remember again, Boohoo ambassadors. So I think we're going to see a lot more ambassador programs, a lot more influencers that are engaged with the 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 brands, almost immersed in that. Live streaming as well has been absolutely huge. Many, I mean, you look at the success of Twitch, for example, um, even in China. Um, I don't know if any of you follow some of the Chinese uh, uh, developments and markets. I think they're often almost ahead of the UK, but they've been used in live stream shopping channels. I mean, what we see is you know, the traditional shopping channels over here. They're pretty much the same old, same old. Suddenly, you've got these content creators that bring so much more life to them and, and, and getting millions and millions of views so i think for brands now i mean i often talk about influencers being the, the, the new retailers so i think they're here to stay and they will be a formidable part of uh, a, a marketing strategy
0: i really love that concept uh, of obviously like seeing the influencers as the as the new really the retailers i understand why that as well because in a way you know we would go window shopping We would go like trying to look for what we want to do next and what we want to use next and You can use the same concept with you know doing that not so window window shopping on instagram or whatever you whichever platform you're on and looking for things to me a very visual maybe not as much influencer-laden yet which is interesting but a platform is pinterest and that is literally window shopping on your phone so i think it's definitely something that we need to think about and it almost reminds us of the fact that we can use obviously your book is called strategy as well so we can actually think about integrating influencers into our strategy maybe in more creative ways because I love yes. you mentioned like live streaming and other things and again I want to hear your thoughts on this because I'm a bit biased in the way that I believe that has been a bit limiting sometimes the way that brands have been thinking about incorporating these people and their stories and their content into their strategy and I think this is probably showed us that we can be more creative. We can actually, as you say, fully immerse them in their experience.
1: Mm, No, 100%. And I'm a great fan of of involving uh, content creators and influencers uh, almost at the outset. So rather than actually starting to to, to use them merely as amplifiers, they're not only human beings, they've created this amazing audience that is engaged. Why would you not want to ask their opinions Um, and and, and involve them in the brief. I mean, sometimes a lot of them are far better than traditional advertising agencies, quite frankly, at a a fraction of the cost. Um, And I often talk about uh, some of these individuals that I've had the pleasure of meeting over the years that are, you know, they are multi-talented. They are digital natives. You know, they're producers, directors, location scouts. They create websites. They've got an amazing understanding of uh, analytics. So they'll know when to post content and what type of content will work best. But I think a brand that really understands how to work with influencers and do it properly should, admittedly provide a proper brief and give them a um, what, what they're trying to do, what their ideal outcome is, and be clear about some of the goals and objectives. Because otherwise, that's, that's a complete must. You can't possibly measure effectiveness if you don't set clear goals. But actually leave much of the detail to the uh, to the content creators to do a great job um, there's also lots of examples where um photographers have been used and videographers have been used not as amplifiers but merely as content creators and therefore what brands smart brands have done and thought actually i'm going to work with these individuals and i'm going to put some social spend behind this or i'm going to use some of that collateral on our um, website or email marketing or whatever else. I've even seen influencers appear on, you know, on billboards and bus shelters, which proves the, the type of content and the, and the individuals now are, 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 are more than just online.
0: Actually, I you mentioned something within that that I wanted to go back to because it's a big thing, obviously, it's good to be able to include the creatives in the brief. I think that's key. And I love that you mentioned that. But there was also something else that I want to talk about, which is obviously the metrics of success. And to me, also that connection with ROI, for example. Mm. And I wanted to ask you about that because I believe, and we actually had a webinar with Creative Impact the other day talking about this, literally. The constant like focus on followers, the constant follow on these vanity metrics and kind of the only way to actually assess who to work with or how the success has been like represented for a campaign or a brand. And I'm hoping and I'm thinking that eventually this is shifting and we're actually looking at different and more Effective, but also positive say positive and uplifting ways to actually look at the benefits of a campaign, of working with someone. And I was wondering about your thoughts on this, like going a bit away from how many followers have you got?
1: I oh, couldn't agree with you more. Um, I mean, I often talk about a, a fly fishing expert, maybe, that has just a thousand followers. Um, but somebody that, that could, if I was a fish, fishing rod manufacturer, you know, that's a super niche. And that's because the post or the, um, the profile of that individual is totally focused around that sector. Uh, I would suggest that the level of sales or the level of engagement would be much higher as a proportion. So, And it's easier to do it when it's when it's a an, an niche influencer. But that, of course, is down to the brand to make sure that they find the right people. And that still is one of the biggest challenges, is finding the right influencers to work with. But you know, one of the other benefits about working with uh, influencers is measuring blog content, video content. It's long form; it stays around for a long while. You know, it keeps on giving. <laughs> if you think about a traditional advert, for example, that you might have in a magazine or a television, you know, once it's over, it's over but blog is around for a long while the video is around for a long while um, i don't know fab if you remember charlie bit my finger do you remember the video on youtube famous it was um i think it was about 13 years ago now and uh, it was about uh, two brothers and it was quite common which you can go and check it out on youtube it has a staggering 879 million views now so that will have constantly been you know, generating revenue for the individual that put that through, but obviously also add exposure to that brand. So, yeah, that's what I think is, is super, super interesting. Um, one also should look at sentiments. You, know, you could say, well, uh, Piers Morgan has in- incredible engagement on his Twitter. But it's not all positive. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to realize uh, that you should start to measure the sentiment and how responsive the influencer is. There are, there are people out there that literally are just posting. And there are others that are literally going back to their followers. They are, and, and, the, and then there's further interaction. So it's a comment and then it's a comment back. What, what we all want is conversations. Conversations which, which, which then build communities. Trust, reassurance, and arguably, then anything that influencer does or promotes, the, the, the followers are going to feel as though, yeah, it must be good because she says it's good.
0: And that actually leads me to, I guess, a bit of a bigger question and probably like my kind my, of my last question when it comes to this, which is we mentioned uh, influencers and retailers, we mentioned live streaming, then also we mentioned that focus on community. And so I'm going to say one more that I loved at the beginning, ambassadorships and longer term partnerships, which I think mm. is key. So what would you say, maybe some of these again, but what would you say is coming up next? Not just for us, because we can actually get out of lockdown, at least in the UK, hopefully. But in general, when it comes to influencer marketing, where where do you think the focus is going to be next? What are you excited about when it comes to this? So I'm, I'll tell
1: you what, I'm I'm excited about is b2b influencers so i'm not you know traditionally a lot of people when they talk about social media what they see on the uh, tv they talk about you know, social media influencers but you know anybody can be an influencer and that's what i think whether they are a thought leader they're a, they're a tech expert they're a financial wizard um there could be all sorts of different things and i think we've seen a real growth in brands realizing that they can work. So, for example, white papers, pieces of research, and then actually reaching out to a a number of thought leaders that actually can help co-collaborate that content, Uh, using influencers for keynote sessions or panels, bringing them um, uh, and then perhaps bringing them, uh, giving them a a discount code uh, to encourage people to come to your conference a few years ago actually two years ago i uh, was at the b2b marketing expo uh, and we had an influencer as my guest and it was it was over 400 people It was easily the biggest attendance and there were loads of people that came to that event purely because she was going to be there So well, i think that is definitely uh, a growth um, i think influencers as brands so now influencers are now realizing that hey you know i can only amplify other people's products but I can create my own brand we're going to see we're going to see a co-creation of of brands that are only showing up online so I think that's fascinating and yeah I mean I think that the TikTok revolution isn't over yet um, particularly amongst uh, a lot of younger people So I think that is uh, that's going to continue I think more and more brands again once they start to see the outcomes once they start to see how engaged these audiences are how they can measure the effectiveness and drive it towards ROI, sales. Um, Although I will put a caveat in here. Sometimes influencer marketing works best when it is part of an overall campaign rather than necessarily in isolation. So, um, you know, if somebody thinks, oh, well, I'm going to use one influencer and I'm going to sit and wait for that post, drive me loads of sales, then, you know, dream on that's not going to happen you know the average person takes 14 times to, to, to see something before it actually becomes you know, habitual. So uh so yeah lots of exciting things to look forward to professionalism is really important I think we, we want to see it, the professional influencer uh, uh, more and more and those that are are making sure that when they um, disclose their um, their partnerships that they do use the proper ASA guidelines, that's really, really important. And that is primarily hashtag ad, paid partnership, all of these types of things so that they don't delude their audiences. I have no problem with influencers being paid whatsoever. I think they do an amazing job, but they need to disclose that just to make sure that it is uh, fair.
0: It helps with a better conversation overall. It's just about improving the conversation from a brand perspective and an influencer perspective and Mm -hmm. almost building that trust between, as I mentioned, like these two parties that kind of work together, which I think is a big thing that we're slowly trying to build on. And and I think, again, what you said about the influencers as brands is definitely going to be a big part of that because there's also like a recognition of, you know, what can you do? And literally um, we're going to, on Creative Impact, we're actually going to feature somebody in the magazine uh, for June that uh, May and June they actually created their own fitness app. So again, it's all literally that building up and thinking how, what can you do for yourself? So if people want to find out more about you and the book, where should we lead them to?
1: Okay. So you can go onto my website, which is gordonglenister.com. Uh, you can also listen to my podcast, Influence Global Podcast, um, which is on all the major podcasts. um, it's available the book is also available on Amazon and all the leading bookstores so it's called Influencer Marketing Strategy and uh, Fab thank you so much for allowing me to to come on your show
0: Um, absolute pleasure thank you so much for the wisdom and thank you so much for giving us loads of thinking points that you can actually bring back to your influencer strategy
1: uh, thank you
0: thank you so much for listening head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class if you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.